Welcome to Bite Size Dental Marketing. Nice bite. I have Nick with me. Thanks so much for joining me. Most of the offices we have want to sell higher in treatment and who better to sell higher in treatment than the guy who sells $24,000, dollars $30,000 arches every day. How did you get started at ArchPoint and talk me through just your overall approach? Well, thanks for, for having me on the show. And uh, I've been looking forward to taking that bite out of the out of the uh, marketing intro all all day. So that was the only part I knew that we were doing today. I had no <laughs> idea what we were going to be doing. So I was looking forward to that. But yeah, so I got started in this eight years ago and I used to be in banking and then I went off and started a restaurant, had an internet company and I had a friend reach out to me and say, Hey, you're having a family, you know, dentistry, a lot of dentists work four days a week. You should look at, at doing this. And I was like, four days a week. That, that sounds pretty good. So that's actually what, what incentivized me to, to look at dental. But the, the company that I went to in the beginning when I first started, uh, they looked at me like, hey, let's this isn't the, the normal hire that we hire. I had a finance background. I have a, a master's in business and accounting background and engineering background as well. But they, they like that I can talk about money. And hmm. that's the biggest part that people struggle with when talking about thirty dollars to $40,000, $50,000 cases is they get shy when it comes to money because they turn over and like they get scared when they go to the the patient and say this is fifty thousand dollars because it's a lot of money for for anybody. I mean, even even right. wealthy people, fifty thousand dollars is a lot of money to do a full arch. So that's that's one of the hardest parts for somebody in this position to 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 get over is being able to talk about the money. Now, I guess it's because, you know, as, as me at, a, at maybe an early stage in my career, I mean, even now, I have trouble getting around why someone would have $50,000 to spend on their teeth. Is it just, I, I look at it and that's a, that's a huge amount of money to me. So I, I wonder why anyone else would do it. Or is it, what do you think yeah. it is that makes them scared to talk about money? You, yeah, well, so it's, it doesn't necessarily make the patient scared, but I'm talking about the treatment coordinator, right? The treatment yeah, coordinators yeah. are scared to talk about the money because especially if they've never done it before. And I, okay. when I was at, when I was working in banking, I was in aircraft financing. So we were talking $50 million on, on a deal, right? So to me, 50,000 actually was a, a smaller number mm -hmm. when I, when I got into this, but, but for some people, they're used to being in a general dentist's office and you're talking about a treatment of a filling or something and it's $300 or it's a cleaning for $150 to $200. So they're used to these smaller numbers or crown for $2,000. So going in and saying, hey, your treatment's going to be $50,000 can be a little nerve wracking to them because it becomes personal, right? Like if you are being told, hey, you need to spend $50,000 on your mouth, you're like, what? Where is that money going to come from? And all these things are going to start going through your head. Of yeah. What's my what's my spouse going to think? You know, that's that's the price of our car. That's the price of our first home. And that's a lot of the things that we hear from these patients because it is it's a lot of money that they're investing in themselves. Now, yeah. for a lot of people, though, it's if they've been in dentistry for a really long time, as far as I'm talking patient now, and if the patient has had a lot of dental work done over the years, this conversation is a lot easier because they know that getting medical work or dental work is is not cheap. And mm -hmm. the difference between dental and medical is dental, you're paying for it out of your pocket. Even if you have insurance, it's just a discount program, right? So yeah. insurance doesn't pay 
hardly anything for care, oral care. So medical is very expensive. People just aren't used to paying for it because they have medical insurance. But when they have dental insurance, they don't, they don't help pay for anything. So somebody that's had a bunch of root canals or a bunch of crowns or fillings, they know that it's costly. And this is actually a true investment for them because every year they're being told, hey, it's another three grand, it's another five grand. And it all adds up to more than doing your full arch. Right, right. Yeah. So walk me through what you like to see in an ideal patient that comes through ArchPoint. You know, are they are they educated on the procedure? Are they not? How, what questions do you like to hear? Kind of talk me through your dream scenario of how someone becomes a patient. Yeah. So what I love about this position is being challenged, right? And and I kind of mentioned in the beginning, my undergrad was in engineering. So I started off in engineering. And so I love to know about every aspect of of everything that I do or get involved in, which the people I work for or work with sometimes don't like that because I want to know the why, <laughs> right? That's always my, my, my question is, why are we doing that? Why are we doing this? And I love all the technology and all the different materials that we use. And so I love it when patients come in and they've been to 10 places, maybe not 10, but they, a lot of patients have, have done their research and they have a lot of great questions because I don't always have the answer, but I will get the answer because I mm -hmm. want to learn. And so been, I've been doing this since what, eight years ago, 2015. And, you know, I've learned a lot over the years because I get to work with very intelligent doctors and I get intelligent patients that ask me intelligent questions. And so I have to go find the answer. And so that's how I learn is by being challenged every day. Mm -hmm. So I love it when a patient has done their homework. And for some people, they might not like that because they're being, they're being challenged, but I, I like it. Uh, so I do like somebody that's challenging me. I like when patients have been through dentistry. So they've, they've had dental work done before. It's hard when you look at somebody's x-ray and the patient's never had a filling, never been in a dental chair, never had a cleaning before, and they're losing all their teeth. Those are the hardest patients to, to work with because they've never been around dentistry before. Mm. The ones that have had a bunch of root canals and a bunch of crowns and they've been in the dental chair and all that stuff is starting to fail on them. Those patients are more the the prime patient because they know what they're getting into, right? They've been in the dental chair. They know that this is a true investment because they've spent a lot in the past trying to do this cosmetic dentistry or saving their teeth and realizing at this point it's starting to go, which is right. unfortunate, but that's, that's what, that's the reason that, you know, so many people are in dentures and so many people are seeking out this treatment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, do you find that there are people at different stages of their life that are more inclined to look for implants and, you know, implant supported dentures? Like, are they divorcees? Are they going to a wedding? Are they like, what do you see as the common why that they're choosing now? Yeah, to get no, that's a great question. Uh, so it's different across the board. I, I used to say, you know, the, our patient, our typical patient was, you know, 50 to 70 years old. That, that used to be it. And that was eight years ago. Times have changed. We've got every type of patient, every age of patient, patient, every demographic that you could think of that comes through our office. I mean, we have everything from 
children that are born with a disease and we start seeing them when they're eight years old and we follow them and help them get to a point where they're 17, 18 years old, where they can do implants or somebody that's, um, you know, middle-aged 50 to 70 range where they had all this cosmetic dentistry and cosmetic dentistry, it was a great thing, but it, it doesn't last forever. And now we're at a point where we have to do something else. And so you got that type of patient. So, I mean, we have every, every age you could think of, um, you know, and what I always find interesting too, is once you get past that seven, we, we, and you're a man too, right? So men, men are the hardest people when they get past 70, they're like, what do I care what I look like? You know, they're like, it doesn't matter anymore. Who am I trying to impress for anybody, male or female? There usually is a reason why, and we, we don't always necessarily know why because they don't always tell us but a lot of times they do which makes this job fun because they come in with the problem of hey i i've got this my my granddaughter's wedding or my daughter's wedding is coming up and you know i want to be able to smile for the pictures and i don't want to look back on these pictures and be reminded of, of my smile and so those those are fun because we get to we get to transform them we've got We've got this one patient that's uh, we did a video on and we actually one of our doctors went to the wedding and it was two months after their procedure and it was life change. I mean, she would the, the patient was in tears afterwards because she'd been I've been talking to her for a couple of years trying to get the financing in place because when I first mm-hmm. saw her, she didn't have credit. Uh, and so we weren't able to get the financing, but we worked on it for a couple of years to get her to a point where she could do it. And it was she did the surgery two months prior to her wedding and was able to smile for these pictures. And we got a picture with, with the doctor and everything that he showed up. We didn't even know he was going, but he showed up to the wedding and um, now she's done a couple other things for us, but. That's so cool. I I mean, you just exposed, I think one of the flaws in most offices is that you were able to keep track of her for a number of years. Obviously you had some CRM or some, some, some tool to keep, keep your leads, uh, active. Yeah. That's, uh, that's awesome. I, no, I remember the patient. I remember the story that, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause you guys shot, story, yeah. you guys, you guys helped with the mm-hmm. video and, uh, put it all together for us and did a great job. And it's, it's a great video. I, I love to show people because, and for her, you know, she came in and she's like, Hey, I've got these, you know, she was missing quite a few teeth and she had these two kind of bigger teeth. And we, a lot of patients come in and they're like, I don't want to look like Roger the rabbit or, um, the, the, the horse, you know, I don't, I don't want buck teeth. She had larger front teeth and she wanted to incorporate cause she goes, this is me. And she was young, she was a younger patient. And she goes, these teeth have been me for 30 years. And I want to duplicate that. And so our doctors were able to duplicate having those bigger front teeth, but actually make it look really good. It didn't look like buck teeth. They looked really yeah, good. Yeah. And we were able to put those side by side and I can show patients that, you know, we're able to duplicate what you want. So everything's custom. Yeah. So much of it was wrapped up in her personality. I mean, she looked in the mirror every day and saw, and you know, she didn't hate what she saw. She just wondered about her smile, but that doesn't mean you hate everything. What do you think the top three things that are required to do a better job at selling? Number one is you have to have confidence being, being the treatment coordinator. I'm talking from the treatment coordinator standpoint now, but uh, from the treatment coordinator standpoint, you have to have, confidence in your provider if if you go into into this consultation with with a potential patient and you don't think your doctor can do it 
or you in the back of your mind, you say, you know, I don't know if this guy can really do this. It's going to come out. They, mm -hmm. The patients can read you. But if you've been working for this doctor for a long time and you've seen what they've been able to do and you've been a part of that process, it comes out. It comes out in, in your conversation because, I mean, I've been doing this for so long. I've been with ArchPoint uh, for seven years. And so I've gotten to see, I mean, we got some of the best doctors that you can find. We've, we've searched for those doctors and, and recruited those doctors. And I've been able to work with them and see what they're able to do and see somebody that's almost hopeless. And we've got patients come in and they're told from other doctors, they've had other consultations and they're like, we can't help you. There's nothing, we don't have enough bone or mm. we, you've got too high of a smile line or, or whatever issue it might be. And then I see what our doctors are able to do, which builds up on my confidence going, man, they can do anything. Right. And so yeah. that comes through when I speak to other patients, because I've seen case by case and I can tell them, Hey, we can help you. Like I've seen mm -hmm. it firsthand and they can, and I can show them the video testimony, like this patient I told you about with the, with the wedding. And I could show little clips of that to the patient. I'm not just making this stuff up. Like it's real. Right. <laughs> And then I even had my father-in-law got this done, uh, what, two, three years ago, he got it done. And so that was a neat experience because after doing this for four or five years, having a family member get it done and uh, getting to see them, he actually came and spent the night at my house and I got to see firsthand what it's like to have somebody in your home. So I got to see somebody go through the one week process. Like I started texting the doctor going, Hey, is this, is this right? Is this what's supposed to be going on? Like, I'm not seeing any of his upper teeth when he smiles. I'm like, yeah, he's still numb on the upper and they're just walking me through it. But me going through that firsthand also helps. So you, you have to have mm. experience and confidence in your doctors. That's number one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Number two. So you're being the treatment coordinator. You got to have fun, right? You, when you go in there, you've got to have fun and it has to be a fun experience, but when you're talking with these patients, you're doing the legwork for your provider. And you can't expect your provider to be able to spend an hour with the patient or they wouldn't get anything done, right? So you're doing a lot of this legwork for the patient and or for the for the doctor so that you can you can summarize very quickly what the patient wants and what the patient needs. Because sometimes those two things are different. And you gotta help that patient and mm -hmm. guide that patient down to what they actually need, right? Because somebody comes in, they might've seen an advertisement and they see teeth in a day. Well, that might mean something to different to you than it does to me. Some right. of these patients, they might just need one tooth and think they get it in a day, but they don't. So you have to educate the patient and do all that legwork for the doctor and leave mm. them down. Path. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing is the, is the third option. Right, or the third, uh, the third point, and that is, you've got to have different options for a patient to be able to make it affordable, right? Mm, and the money problem, the money problem, the money problem is a big problem. Big so everybody problem, yeah. wants it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, everybody wants the procedure. It's just not everybody can afford to do this procedure. It, it is an investment, and. Some, and those are the best patients, right? That, I love the patients that spend years dreaming about this, working on their credit, 
coming up with a plan. Those are the ones that stay in touch with me. And it, it's like that patient I was just telling you about that had the wedding, right? She stayed mm-hmm. in touch with me. And it, you know, we, we, we had a connection from, from day one and it's not like I hounded her. She, she called me, she kept calling me and checking up with me of what, you know, what can I do to, to increase my credit score? And, you know, having a baking background, I was able to kind of lead her down that path of what, what to do to help her credit. So it's mm-hmm. not just dental. You've got to, you've got to right. help people from the, the financial side as well. Uh, so you have to have, and it's, it might not just be getting good credit and being able to pay for this whole procedure. Some patients are in dire need of dental treatment and they can't afford to do, you know, zirconia on their whole upper and whole lower set of teeth. So you need different options and you need to have an option for them to get out of infection because it's, it's dangerous for their health. And so you've got to have an option for those patients as well. Mm. That might be, Hey, let's stage this out. Maybe it's, maybe it's, let's, let's, let's remove your teeth and put you in either dentures or snap on denture to start. And let's work our way towards the all on four or, um, you know, different procedures that we have where we do implant bridges all the way around or different things like that. That might not ever be an option for them, but you have to figure out what's going to be doable. If it's a young patient that's, you know, 30 years old, they might have a lot of time to get to that. If it's somebody that's 70 or 80 years old, time is not on their side and we need to get them something that's going to be comfortable for them so that they can eat and not let their health degrade because they're not getting the nutrients that they need. Hmm. So, I mean, it, it sounds like, uh, you know, from the confidence one, but from the different options to the make it affordable and solve the money problem, it really does feel like investing in the, the patient as a person, why are they getting the treatments? What, what problem am I trying to solve? Where are they at in their life? And then, you know, how do we afford it? I mean, it, it sounds like caring about the patient is, is much more important than focusing on the, I'm going to get a, you know, $30,000 case today. Right. Yeah. yeah. If you're, if you, if you look at it just as a number and you're, you're trying to make money at it, it you're in the wrong business, right? This, mm-hmm. this is, you might not be able to make a lot of money, but it's rewarding. And it's the only, it's the only dental treatment that we're after a patient gets out of surgery, they're hugging the doctor or even the treatment coordinator. I've been, I've been asked to come in and get pictures with them because I was such an integral part of them getting this lifelong dream of getting their smile fixed, which is really cool. If you think about it, you're not, you're, you're not, you're not a salesperson. You're a, you're a, a really an educational patient coordinator and you're, mm-hmm. you're educating the patient. And as long as you look at that and you're doing right by the patient, you're, you're doing the right thing. And that's I mean, the that, thing, that, do the right thing. <laughs> that's so insightful. I mean, it really is an interesting paradigm because, you know, when you go out on the industry, you hear about how to get patients to yes and how to not take no. And, you know, it's all around the sales cycle side of it. And I, paradoxically, if you focus on the human being and solving their needs, you will get more sales. If you focus on the sales side, you know, to the point, it, it's, I, I don't like some of the things that are taught in dental today around getting patients to yes. I, I would very much rather be heard and have someone resolve my problems than, you know, 
push an agenda on me that I'm not interested in. But it, it sounds like, you know, as you talk through, that's kind of what hit me about your approach is holistically caring about the individual. And, and I think that's really heartwarming. Yeah. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. So to kind of summarize everything I've said, cause I've said a lot of different things, but to, to summarize, I know you asked me for three things and I kind of went with uh, well, a little <laughs> overboard maybe, but, but number one is, you know, be confident in your providers. And if you don't have that confidence, then bring in an expert. ArchPoint does do that. We go to the people's office and we offer our expertise. And then two, do right by the patient. Don't try to push them into a bucket. Don't try to make them remove all their teeth if that's not the right option. Do do right by them and, and help them figure that out. Finally, is you gotta have a way to pay for it. So help that patient to find different treatment options that are affordable and finding affordability. That might be working with third-party financing companies or working with them to increase their credit or finding other ways to get that credit if it's family members or whatnot, but find a way for them to make that monthly payment. Nick, this has been so insightful and amazing, and I can't thank you enough for your time and joining me today. And that was your buy to dental marketing for the day. Cool. Well, I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on. Yeah.